0: Uh uh-huh what's your favorite scary movie here's johnny (gasps) you're gonna need a bigger boat the power of christ compels
1: you the power of christ compels you be afraid be very afraid sometimes death is better
0: hello and welcome back to the screaming cinema podcast we have been on a 18-month hiatus i think (laughs) and uh we don't have just one of us or two of us or three of us we have the uh, all four of us, the original quad back together again tonight to have an awesome episode talking about the Insidious franchise and the new um, film in the in the franchise here. So I'm joined by, like I mentioned, three co-hosts here. Start on my top left corner with Preston Barda. How's it going, man? It's going well. Glad to be back. I know it's been a while. You, you've been you've been still doing doing podcasts, doing your interviews. So you're probably the least rusty of the uh, of the four of us
2: yeah this year I made it a point to because COVID just changed everything I just didn't really care too much and there just wasn't a whole lot of activity in the movie theaters and now that there is a lot of activity in the movie theaters
3: I want to talk about movies again
0: love it uh, also joined by James Cole Clay
3: hey. hey 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 um yeah it's it's cool to be back I mean what is does to say
0: absolutely and uh Tyler McCarty the the original uh, co-host with me back when we started just like a bike baby we're jumping right back on we know this we got this absolutely um so episode tonight we're gonna talk uh kick things off with insidious the last door is that the name of the fifth one here Red door. Red door. red door, red door, red door. Um, I'm going to be seeing it tomorrow at nine, but we're going to do kind of a sneak preview review here uh, right at the top as two of us have seen it right before this episode on release date here on Thursday. So pretty exciting stuff. Also, just kind of maybe some housekeeping catching up. It's been a while talking to you guys. Want to know what everyone's got going on, what what cool shit you've been doing, what you've been watching. So should be exciting. Yeah, yeah man um what do you think should we just start with the uh, the movie or you guys want to talk about anything
4: i don't know let's let's uh let's do like five minutes catch-up uh, all right it, it 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 has been a while but uh yeah cool shit uh i went to a blink One Eighty Two concert last night that was uh pretty badass <laughs> but I, uh, I saw
0: i saw your instagram and i was jealous because i didn't even know it was happening probably wouldn't be able to go anyways but it looked like it was a blast Bucket list concert, man.
4: Bucket list concert. It was, uh, everything I
0: wanted it to be in more, but
3: I was going to make a joke about you riding a bike since I knew you went to the Blink 182 concert, but I didn't. Oh,
4: <laughs> I get it. I get it. Okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, in film world, um, what have i been watching lately oh well i was on vacation this last week i was just sitting there uh and i watched the most recent uh texas chainsaw film that i guess i hadn't watched uh after it got released almost a year ago uh
0: yeah the netflix one right yep oh yeah yeah that uh i forgot to watch that that was something <laughs> Really <laughs> like, should I, I mean, watch
4: it tonight? I mean it it doesn't really have a lot like, going for it. Like there are very few memorable spots and kills. Like the only the only sequence that really like is just insane was that bus scene oh, um yeah. where literally 30 people die within like two seconds. So <laughs> it, yeah, like, doesn't, it doesn't
0: feel like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie at all besides kind of like the the location. It's one of those, you know, I guess reboots or whatever you want to call it, but it's just like a sequels Yeah, it's just yeah. another n- another entry and so it's cool to watch, but I'm kind of with you. It wasn't really um I guess they haven't had a good one in a while, so. Yeah.
4: And the Jessica Biel one. And, and like it's it's really hard to outdo like the halloween franchise with how many branch offs there are but texas chainsaw does a damn uh worthy attempt to do that um i can't tell you how many different directions
0: that series has gone like for better or worse you know <laughs> yeah right off the bat too with uh with the second one there so um yeah. i have been seeing a bunch of movies in theaters i feel like i didn't go to theaters for like Three months and then ever since, I guess, end of April, early May, I caught Evil Dead Rise, Guardians 3. I watched Fast X, which I want to go off on a two second tangent. That please, movies that are part ones need to be called part one in the title, like the new Mission Impossible is going to because I'm watching the movie. It, it's crap it is what it is but it's fun to watch and then all of a sudden this you know submarine comes out of the ground and then the credits roll <laughs> when i'm waiting for the climax of the f- movie to happen and funny enough it also happened to me with spider-man across the spider-verse same thing yeah watching it not called part one and it ends on you know i guess the second act or, or third act with without a climax so that's kind of my tangent there but uh, not the biggest fan of that new trend they have going on Originally,
2: Spider-Verse was called part one and then they changed it for the second one to be beyond the Spider-Verse. So my kid feels your frustration. I knew going in it was going to be a part one, but my son was like, what? So that was Uh his first experience of watching something because he wasn't old enough to see Avengers uh, Infinity War to know that, hey, you got to wait about a year or a couple of months before you can see the second part. Um, because we could just watch it and and then that's it right. you know the end of the arc pretty soon but this one it's it, it's even more frustrating now because of all the stuff that's going on with Phil Lord and the creative team and the yep. the animators we don't know when this thing's going to come out uh we can surely anticipate sony to release some sort of statement sometime pretty soon saying hey uh thanks for coming out to see (laughs) across the spider verse but to make this next one really swing for the fences we're gonna have to take some time and it's gonna come out in like late 2025 or maybe
0: even 2026 yeah so they don't have to work the artists 12 hours a day seven days a week or whatever they were doing yeah
4: well when when they announced that that part three was going to be released just a year after the second one and they announced about a month or two before uh you know the sequel was released that they hadn't really even started on it. and i was like that's that's a very ambitious date that they're trying to get to i i don't yeah i, I didn't know them but now with everything with all the strikes and like really horrible conditions on the first one yeah who there's, there's no telling. Yeah, because no they, re- they
2: released this statement saying, like, I, I, I mentioned it to Cole at one point, where it's like, if they had a single animator working on this movie, it would take them seven hundred years to complete across the Spider Verse. So that is wild. That, go- that shows you just how many animators they need to get it where it needed to be to look that great.
0: You know, it's not Dude, a part one. It was one. so sick. Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Dude, I still need to see it. I, I really enjoyed that one. Yep, I, I watched that, and I also watched the Flash, which um, you know we could talk about uh, animation and CGI. What the thoughts are of the, <laughs> uh, the of the video game CGI yeah. there, and then them coming yeah. back and saying it was on. It purchase, was a creative
2: choice, man. That was that, that was is. horrific. Yeah, that's and a bunch of bull. That looked like some deleted <laughs>
0: scene, not. deleted scene dailies or something that you <laughs> the, the graphics team really, be putting it, out.
2: They got they got the animators of the the Rock. Right, it was the too, Scorpion King. The Scorpion yeah. <laughs> I was going to like. say
0: w- Wishmaster, maybe even is pretty close there. <laughs> oh <Yeah>. damn! <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's what's been going on with me. What about uh what about you two? Go for well, it, James. Um, hold on a second.
3: I want to take a couple steps back. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Transformers: Rise of Beasts, Max?
0: Um, I I knew what it was going in, and so you Hell, know I yeah. liked it. I, I love that. Yeah we're so old now and we still think we're young, but seeing mid nineties movies is freaking awesome. Now, like having them jump back to the mid nineties for like, a, yeah, it is cool. Know, it, it's cool to see. And we're like, we feel like that was just, you know, right around the corner, but really it was, I guess almost 30. What year does the movie, years movie take, take place? 1994. 94.
3: What year did Bumblebee take place?
4: 86. Eighty-seven.
2: It
3: did. Okay. Cool.
4: Well, oh, but no. It, oh. oh, wait. I didn't know that. The, like this was technically like a prequel. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it's if um... it even
2: is because it's like it could or could not. I don't know if it one of these movies is gonna end with. Megatron's here, or I got to go see about a boy or something. Yeah, something, something and it's Shia like buff yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh man, but no, but, but I, it was
0: it, it was good. I knew what to expect with it. There, there is cool stuff. It is interesting seeing the arc of Transformers from the full on first one with what you have with Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox to now where it's yeah. like. You know, uh, um, a poor Hispanic guy as the lead, and then, um, a, you know, a, a black lady is uh, that's not particularly Megan Fox looking. So it's totally different. It's come a long way. On that's the totally true. Yeah, so it's interesting kind of seeing that we're used to like here's Megan Fox's boobs and butt and everything here, right. and now it's more like you know we're not going to be objectifying that's cool. or have to have these action shots. So they did definitely change it up, and they had shots that lasted longer than three seconds. Preston can probably. You know, there's a scene in there that was four or five minutes long with with uh, yeah. minimal cuts to it, so very different. Yeah.
2: yeah, I think that movie's super solid. It took me back to watching the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie for the first time, which that movie sucks in retrospect, but I still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But that that feeling of going to it, and I, I guess like the beasts in it took me back to when they go to that other planet and, and the Power Rangers and they're they're like frogs and all kinds of stuff. But the way that it's shot is even better. Like even the beginning mm-hmm. um, with some of the stuff with the bad guy and they're shooting in the forest. I was like, this this looks totally not like Michael Bay. Like they're taking some time as you said with some of those shots and it just had a whole different vibe to it that I was really enjoying. And I thought the characters were pretty well developed and even the Transformers themselves actually have conversations with each other and arcs that were interesting. It, I think I mentioned this to James off off mic before, but it does still end with the whole beam in the sky and having to retrieve like the one object or in this case two um, or a half one. Yeah. Um, so if you can kind of forgive that. I think it's pretty enjoyable, especially that last like 20, 30 minutes when it's just like a full on battle. It's
0: yeah, it's a good uh, Pete Davidson threw me off though. I was trying to place the voice because I didn't know anything yeah. about it when I watched it and I was like, I know that voice and it took me like, you know, a minute because they have the kind of, I guess, machine um, overlay on it. But yeah, he's uh, mirage, which is the the main yeah. car transformer character. Yeah, so
4: it's enjoyable. I have not seen a Transformers film since me and you watched Dark of the Moon, Cole. Seriously, <laughs> I literally haven't watched Price any of them.
3: Fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Chris Price fell asleep and was snoring. We're calling you in out, the Chris middle Bryce. of a Transformers movie on an IMAX, <laughs> on like the biggest IMAX screen in Dallas.
4: Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, I I enjoyed that IMAX experience. That was badass. But that was yeah. fun. We have yeah. photos. We
3: have photos on our Facebook from that experience. We do. We do. That's we awesome. Do. Look it up. Yeah, it was good times um so i don't know i mean yeah i've been going to the movies a lot the past week not so much before i mean i saw the wes anderson film asteroid city i saw guardians i saw spider verse um and i i think i couldn't really get a hold of any good indies like in a theater because the theaters just weren't really showing them so i was getting very frustrated yeah, With the movie theater, like through spring, I was just like, this sucks. I mean, there was Boa's Afraid and I caught up with it later um, and some other things that I've seen. But in the past week, I've just kind of enjoyed just the experience of just going to the movies and just like kind of making it like an enjoyable experience overall, kind of like no matter what I was going to go see. Like, And I, I got to go with family, which is kind of a rare experience. So like that's been fun. So I kind of feel like invigorated. Um, even though, you know, like Indiana Jones, you know, like yep. is not really doesn't really seem to it, it doesn't look very good to me. And I'm not really like want to sit there again for like another one of these movies that kind of just are like every single one of these movies that I've named, especially the big ones, Spider-Verse Guardians, um, I mean Mission Impossible is long. I mean, there's just, all of these movies, they're like two and a half hours, and oh, yeah. that gets like very very annoying because the flash you know it just kind of makes it seem like you know this is big this is important we need this and it's like dude everybody can't do this like let's have some like so it was just kind of feeling exhausting everything was feeling like bloated but hollow
0: It's only the kids' movies, man. When I see, like, I saw uh, Super Mario um, Brothers with my daughter, 90 Minutes, awesome. We went and saw, uh, two weeks ago or last week, Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken, 90 Minutes. You know, it's just awesome when you're like, all right, I can, don't have to be here for three hours. It's uh, refreshing. Did y'all take y'all's kids to see The Little Mermaid? Uh, my wife took uh, my daughter so on long. Like, a fun friend's date. But yeah, she said it was, they added like 90 minutes to the, to the run. Time. It was two hours and 15 minutes. Now <laughs> it, the film yes. is
3: enjoyable. The film is enjoyable. I like, I enjoyed pieces of it and everything. Um, Because that kind of magic still will kind of wash over you in some ways if you let it. Um And like, if I'm sitting there with like a three-year-old, which I was, mm-hmm. like, I, what am I going to do? Like I'm not going to be. You know, my same grumpy self as if I'm just like sitting there by myself at a screening like I used to do with these movies. Um, and so it was a nice experience, but like, man, it, it was just really long and and I don't know if it's made for like kids that are like eight or nine or what, but like three, four, five, like dude, they're gonna get really bored. Um, like I took her to walk around the theater for like twenty five minutes, but That's uh immaterial to what I'm trying to say. Like essentially, like it's been kind of fun, man. There's been there's starting to feel like a little bit more variety, and I I know it sucks that there's like a lot of these movies are bombing, like Indiana Jones and the Flash and shit like that. But like, dude, man, if something like No Hard Feelings could do well, like that could even it out. Like, we just need a break, man. It feels nice. Like that's the movie that's been like kind of the breath of fresh air in theaters, but. Suffice to say, I'm still enjoying the kind of crap, I guess, so to speak, for lack of a better word. I guess the, the more mainstream takes, Yeah. you know, so I'm excited to see Indiana Jones. Like, I'm going to go when I get back home. Um, I'm excited to so, see Nolan's three-hour
0: three movie. I, but that, it's that.
3: three hours. It's a three-hour experience. You <laughs> yeah, but see does a Nolan course. movie
0: ever feel long, though? No. Like, ever? I love
4: Nolan.
3: Yeah. I've really come back around. I was angry with him, and then... <laughs> tenant and then now I'm stoked again and I'm definitely gonna Oppenheimer it yep oh yeah awesome oh yeah so anyway I'm feeling bad I'm feeling the movies are back I'm feeling good mm-hmm. good yeah John Wick was also like
0: three hours long I like, every one of these movies can't yep. be three hours long no I really can't I mean and theaters have to feel it too like they only get They'd much rather have every single movie be 90 minutes for them to sell concessions and turn theaters over. Like they don't need to have Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny have CGI face Indiana Jones for the first, you know, 60, I hear that's cool though. 60, 70 minutes. Uh, at least I didn't. Is think it really so. that long? I mean, it's like it, 20 or 30. It, oh, okay. it, it felt longer because <laughs> I didn't like the way his face, facing. But... <laughs> <Okay. laughs>
2: I wish the whole movie was kind of like that. Uh, probably an unpopular opinion, but I would I would I would have taken a limited dialogue in the just because he sounds like old Harrison does. Ford doing does. with a younger face. And so it's kind of distracting a little bit. But the scenes where he's I don't know, it, it's complicated because it's it's a lot of digital muddiness because the cgi with the train sequence even i was talking about this with cole too after seeing the new mission impossible movie i was like they both have like train sequences that are very similar and but one of them looks legit and then the other one not so much but the thrill of the adventure and everything that they're trying to accomplish with it was still fun so i was probably it was
0: probably me nitpicking i just could not stop focusing on it i felt like you look like um was it Jeff Bridges from Tron when it was like yeah. 15 years ago? When <laughs> that was terrible.
3: Yeah, that wasn't good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sli- slightly better, but
2: noticeable. You can, you can, the seams are there for sure. But I, um, I've been in an Indiana Jones kick. So after seeing, I, I watched the first, I watched Raiders and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull ahead of watching Dial the Destiny. And then uh, took my son to go see it. I really enjoyed Dial of Destiny. I thought it was a good time. Um, nothing in it was like a memorable moment like the other Indiana Jones uh, movies have. Like each one of them has like a moment that you think of when you think of Tip of Doom or Raiders. You're you're thinking about the ball and you're thinking about the take secrets and Crusade or the heart. whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, over the fridge in uh, <laughs> yeah for better or worse you know crystal um, but um yeah there's no there's no scene in it that I was like that was that was the moment you know it's just like I'm along for the ride and I'm enjoying it it's more emotionally driven i found the themes to be really interesting with him being somebody who's so stuck in the past and like a you know with the whole museum aspect but then he's in the space age in 1969 and so that 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 in parallel is really really fascinating to me um
0: so i enjoyed I like the, it i like I, the giant character too. throw back to like the odd jobs from the from the bond films right
2: yeah yeah so i enjoyed that so i've been on the indiana jones kick and i had not seen Temple of Doom in a long time and I've like talked trash about that movie for like 15 years and then I watched it again and I was like yeah the female character is very annoying short round will you know test your patience a little bit with him but (laughs) I I really had a good time with that one. I think that one is pretty solid. Um, I think the stunts are just so good in it and it's very dark. I had to skip through a couple of parts uh, watching it with my son, who's six. Yeah. Um, but yeah, watching all those was a, a real thrill. I think all of them are pretty solid. Maybe not Crystal Skull. I think, well, the first two, half of it or so is not too bad yeah. outside of the fridge sequence. The fridge but, is cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like the it's idea fun. of him like being in this bomb area, and he yeah. has to find something. It's so fun. I don't know if the fr- him being flung like that and uh, not having all It'd your break limbs broken and yeah. all that. Um, but yeah, it's it's still fun. Regardless, it's a cartoon kind of, of you, of you know. That. I mean, he like yep. swings
3: yeah. from the, you know, it's fine. Yeah, I'm not, not really looking for realism. No. And it definitely yeah. was. It definitely was looking the last for adventure.
0: Where you thought Crystal Skull was the last ride, this definitely is because I mean, I saw. I know you compared those two movies a little bit, but Tom Cruise said Harrison Ford did it till eighty. That means I got twenty more years of Mission Impossible. Hell so, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that that was um, kind of funny when I saw that come out today or yesterday.
4: Which I'm actually
0: going back through all of those uh, right
4: now. Uh, just because, dude. damn, there's... I mean, some are better than others, obviously, but I don't think there's a bad movie no. in that series. Like, like people shit on, you know, two and, and and you know, three a lot just because John Woo, it doesn't really feel like a Mission Impossible movie. It feels like, you know, a, a, a John Woo a- English action film. Yeah. Uh, and then three, I... Three is just weird for me i've never three is awesome
3: it. how do you not feel sense watching that philip seymour I mean,
4: hoffman's like the best villain yeah, yeah he's it's incredible no, no i will i will totally give you so that many philip seymour hoffman's moments. like fantastic i just think like the action sequences and stuff like pale in stark comparison to like Dude, the carrie
3: you know, russell scene the the like defibrillator at the end
4: and i'm not saying it's a bad movie I, i've just never really enjoyed it like wow i love as much as like jump. any of the others
3: i mean it, like, they get they, there is a jump from three to four in terms of scale quite literally right but like even so i still appreciate you know one and three for what they are and really going for you know something that is i think what the franchise is turning into something a little more personal You know, because like at the beginning of part one, his entire team dies. Like that's the first thing that happens Mm -hmm. to Ethan Hunt that we see in these movies. So you think about that, you know, and I think Kittrick comes back in this one. He does.
0: So I don't know. It's going to be dope. Yeah, it's also cool because you have, to me, it gives me similar vibes to 007 and James Bond. And if you can have yeah, one of these movies uh, every other year, it's, you know, a great action movie There's going to be great car chases. Every time you look at the trailers now, it's so easy to see the formula where they're like nightclub. Outdoor music festival. We need like you know something crazy going on there, like in John Wick, and the, the same thing yeah, happened yeah. in Fallout, uh, where where they're in the club fighting. In there the bathroom, was yeah, but, but that was it, cool, man. Yeah, it, but was, but it was. But there's exactly the bathroom, a, a formula dude. to it for sure.
4: Fallout's wow. the best. Fallout is the is the absolute best. It's the best. Like, that, just watch it. That fucking helicopter chase, oh like <laughs>
0: with with an atomic bomb or whatever the bomb yeah. was. Just it's incredible. Insane.
3: Incredible, and Henry Cavill just absolutely killing it. Mm-hmm. Just it does. yeah, amazing, amazing. Yeah, yeah, one of the best like action movies, one of the best action roles anybody has done. I mean, Walker's a great character, wonderful, I love, love it. When he, I love
4: when he cocks his arms. Well, well, I mean, he does that.
3: so many cool things. <laughs> like after the Halo jump, he's like, "Hey man, you your oxygen
4: is out." <laughs> it's like, bro, you have
3: no idea what I just did. <laughs> it's just. It's perfect. It brings a tear to my eye a little bit. It's a beautiful movie. It, it, it is. really is. It's it just really top is. to bottom. Wes Bentley's in it. You know,
0: it's good. Yeah. That was great tangent. I love that, man. Um, yeah. what do we think? Not keep the people waiting anymore. Let's uh, jump into Insidious. Anyone have any last Let's do the red I door, baby. Over? The red door. Let's go through it. All right. So starting off Insidious. Or hold it. The films have grossed over half a billion on a budget, a combined budget of 26.5 million which is oh, nice. amazing what James 26 won. million yep For All of them? <laughs> doing that's his, impressive doing his thing uh, i think this was like one of his first big movies he had after saw he had dead silence and i think back in what is it was 2010 right so this was kind of before sense. he went on a roll with the other things but um been a really cool movie franchise i'll let you guys kind of kick it over but um i know we've all seen the trailer for it so if you guys want to throw a synopsis throw some spoiler-free thoughts and i'll be catching it tomorrow is probably like most of us will be so it be cool to hear about it from you too
3: well okay so okay i got a good <laughs> preamble here all right so two things so i finally saw the tra- i saw some decent trailers um there's a nun sequel that doesn't look that mm-hmm. good, but um, you know, there's like a there's like a jump scare in it in it, at of the course. very end of the trailer, and it really got on my nerves. Um, but I was into it up until that point. So there is a new one of those coming out, and Tysa Farmiga is in it, and she just looks exactly like I, I think it's is it that's her, her mom, mom, right? That's her mom. Okay, for some reason I was like, they're sisters. But no, that's not true. Um, and Taissa Farmiga is a pretty good actor. So I'm like, okay, like this looks interesting. So we'll see about that. But I know Preston's seen this movie, but dude, I saw the trailer for Talk to Me and holy crap, mm. that is scary. I was like, man, that actually looks pretty scary. Like the end of it, the end of that trailer, it it has a really good line where she's like, I like you. And it's like mm. in a creepy voice. And you're like, okay. That's very, very frightening, but yeah, very good trailer. That. That's what's great about no. these horror
0: movies is seeing these upcoming trailers and Dude. getting getting excited for fall. I don't know about you guys, but once July yeah. 4 or 4th passes, I'm over summer and already on to, to <laughs> school and fall and getting yeah. in the horror vibes. Especially yeah. step in a Joanne's or Michael's. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh,
2: uh, called, um, uh, I, uh, I, Housekeeping, uh, Vera
4: Farmiga is her sister. Okay, I thought so. <laughs> I thought uh, so. Um Weird. I do just want to follow up on the on the trailer for uh um um talk to me. Uh so everything uh, that A24 has released in like the last couple of years I like especially horror wise I feel has been very subpar compared to like you know what Such came as? before. Uh like that Saint Maud movie and Okay, it was like, interesting. I did like, like that one, but like like um a few others but like and Pearl, bodies, maybe? bodies bodies yeah, that's yeah, a swerve body's body's- though. That's oh, not body's really. That's pretty good. That's a yeah, comedy. I like that one more than it. But it's a
0: swerve. It's like. presented
3: as a horror. Yeah, yeah. A swerve. You don't really yeah. know what
0: kind of movie it is going in. The the tick the, t- the TikTok was awesome though at the end. That was <laughs> yeah. awesome. That movie but,
4: was really good. But that trailer uh, definitely sent shivers down my spine. Me too. Like, It looks it looks effective. Like really effective. I'm, so. I think I'm gonna have to
3: take Erica to go see that one because. I've it, seen yeah, it. Yeah, Preston's seen
0: it. Where was it at a festival or just a yeah? It was at the South by Southwest Film Festival back in March. And did the, the audience like it, or was it did it get good buzz afterwards?
2: <clears throat> yeah, it got good buzz after. Uh, I think it's a it's definitely my favorite horror movie that I've seen this year. And I think Tyler, you can rest easy that I think it's a return to form for a twenty four horror um, for your liking. Uh, yeah, it's 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 really well done i don't want to say too much about it but i will say it has like one of my favorite endings to a movie in a long time
3: oh no nice. i'm scared
2: love it
4: nice love i've it just there.
3: seen some messed up stuff lately and on um, black mirror and i just i need it that was pretty chilling at the oh, end of that
0: You speaking movie. of messed up stuff sorry i'm keep we keep jumping in tangents, but that's I fine saw, i saw it's infinity, been a long time. infinity pool and oh yes oh, oh my gosh i i would loved tic- it i bought tickets to it in theaters and missed it for whatever reason i had to cancel last minute i think i ended up like trying to go during a work day and got a work call but i watched it like two weeks ago on at like 11 o'clock at night and i was like this is <laughs> awesome i don't care what anyone yeah. says it's it was good right cra- it's cra- fun crazy cronenberg ass cronenberg is, yes
4: it is is really like showing some really good promising stuff like i like the yes. the 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 first one that we did like a couple of years ago what's it yeah, called? yeah the with the serial possessor. killer or, or
0: sorry the assassin one yeah possessor. Assassin. Yeah, possessor. Yeah, yeah possessor possessor yep. yes
4: yeah that that, that was, movie was awesome
0: i've never done hard drugs either but yeah, i feel yeah. like he does sorry, the man. best job of showing what it would like to be on some of these drugs in his scenes you know he's got some experience yeah. with that from his uh his direction there well, dude, man, you know Infinity Pool just sets such a tone and such a
3: mood, and it, it's very well like shot, and it's very well the production design yes. is very well done. It's very intriguing, very classy, very like sterile, kind of like in a lot of the ways that Possessor is, it's just not as grim. I think I think Infinity Pool is a much more palatable movie than Possessor in terms oh, yeah. of the violence, in terms of that, because because Infinity Pool is kind of funny. Yeah, it is, uh, and and Mia Goth is really good, and Alexander Skarsgard bam he's so fearless that dude is oh yeah he's so good man he's so
0: good from that in succession recently i'm just like whoa in uh in croatia too that resort's real i looked it up i'm bet they're gonna get some oh, tur- tourism dude. to that from that movie because yeah. it's a legit spot there that you can go so
3: yeah i i really enjoyed that film i think it's on hulu
0: yep it is so boom. all right there all you right, go all right but back to your story about trailers
3: no, I mean that was it. I mean it was really the talk to me. The ending okay. of that trailer um, was very scary. Um, so I, I I think those were the two big horror films. I mean there's some other stuff coming out, but it looks fun. But Five Night
2: at Freddy's. They showed that. Oh trailer. yeah, mm, yeah. Trailer I like I like I like that director. But uh, I'll
0: watch it. We'll see. It's All just right, weird so it's
2: to that... see Josh Hutchinson or Hutcherson mm. as a as a dad of like a ten year old. <laughs>
3: <laughs> i was like
2: that he still looks like he's 20.
3: he's still uh peter or peter Malak. Peter. Peter peter Malak. Malak.
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: all right let's do it
3: let's do instead yes yeah
0: we, we want to start with the first one
2: the, the, well we gotta talk about red door first we gotta yeah,
0: talk yeah, about the got red it. door first baby let's, let's do red door when do you guys want to kick it with a synopsis and then can go press and do the synopsis thoughts?
2: Yeah, I'll read the, the the dumb one that they have on IMDb and then I'll add my own touch to it. So Perfect. all it says is the Lamberts, which is the main family, must go deeper into the further than ever before to put their demons to rest once and for all. Which gives you like no sense of what it's about right. it at all. all right. So I guess you can kind of expect this to be like Toy Story 3. Like you got Andy, but in this case you got Dalton. He's going off to college now. All right. But instead of playing with his old toys... Uh, he's playing with the lipstick demon again <laughs> um so he's uh their their grandmother just passed away that was played by Barbara Hershey in the the first few films and then uh she or, or he's uh, Dalton's off to college his dad is I did not know so I don't know how much I want to say because I did not know right. anything about the plot going into it. We'll just say that the the original family's here primarily Patrick Wilson as the dad and the son Dalton Dalton's in college. He's an artist. He's and uh he's starting he doesn't remember all of what happened when he was 10 years old from the first film and the second film, I guess. And um He's getting reconnected with his uh, what may have happened during that that time that he doesn't remember, and the same thing with his dad. His dad doesn't, re- yeah, his memory is kind of fuzzy with all of what happened during those years, and he doesn't know all of what he did in Insidious Part Two, in Chapter Two, and uh, he is you know, going through the motions of that and trying to figure out what happened so he can be a better dad and that sort of thing. Um, So that's essentially what it's about. Um, Well, I'm really interested to know what you thought of the movie.
3: Yeah. It's an interesting film. So I'm going to add something. uh, I'm going to reiterate, this is why you need to watch part two before you see part five i keep okay. thinking it's part four you have to watch it you have to be fresh on it because it'll it'll really behoove you to be fresh on what's going on where uh rose Burns character is at where dalton is at you know where uh josh is at right josh josh lambert yeah. mm-hmm. um and yeah i mean patrick wilson is Man, th- this is an interesting movie. It, it's 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 really interesting. I I personally really liked it. Um, I thought it was really good. Uh, Preston, what did you think? Patrick, I thought Wilson it was okay. It too, right? You thought it was okay? I I yeah. I okay. Uh, let me let me tell you why I thought it was okay. Uh, why I liked it then. All right, go for it. So, couple things. Uh, I'll make it pretty, pretty concise. But I do have a lot of reasons why I liked it. Is first thing, it, I think it's interesting that Patrick Wilson is directing this movie and. Because to me, Patrick Wilson, and I'm sure we've said it on this podcast before, is like very good at delivering very like, you know, kind of catchy or just like kind of suspect dialogue, you know, <laughs> and he he can do it well. And I, I've always really liked him for that. And he kind of seems, you know, he's just I, he has an interesting face on camera. And I, I like that he's directing this movie because I think the way that the movie feels and the way that the movie opens it kind of makes me feel like an old school kind of eighties ghost movie, you know, like a movie like the changeling or just something with just like this, like meat and potatoes kind of actor guy, like really just no fuss, no muss, no movie star bullshit. Just I'm a guy. And here I am in this movie and we're going to, you know, dig up some memories and we're going to work through some shit, you know, and, and and I like that for that. And I kind of liked that attitude that the movie took. Um, Ty Simpkins is older now. It's really strange because, man, he was just a kid in Jurassic World. Hmm. Uh, that really just doesn't seem like that long ago. And he's like a big boy in this with like long, you know, like hair. Great hair. Like yeah, it's he. he's very, he's very um like goth. No, he's not goth. He's like, he's just more like dark. He's just very moody. He's a very moody guy in this movie. So, you know, both of these guys like kind of just work through, you know, what happened in their life and you know for better for worse it 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 does it does some of the same things that insidious does i think for better for worse there's a you know even with the first film like i watched it with my partner and she was like that movie was sucked that was so cheesy i disagree (laughs) me too i I, wholeheartedly disagree but you should watch it it is a little corny like she i like the further but I, i i like pretty much all the insidious movies probably the last key is the weakest um of them all uh from what I remember, but I, I haven't seen that one since theaters. But you know, I think this one's good. I, I don't think it's getting very good reviews. I will defend it. Um I, I don't think there is enough of the the big villain at large, you know, yeah. this man that's behind t- the red faced demon, the lipstick demon. Mm-hmm. Um there's not really enough of why that matters, but i like ty simpkins i liked his sidekick that uh it's a it's a young woman named chris she was really cool a cool person who's she um
2: i i I thought she was probably the mvp with ty simpkins
3: hair Uh, oh yeah his hair is good
2: my computer's not
0: going quick enough i don't (laughs) know where she's from she was great yeah, it's yeah. A, The reviews are interesting. It's very charming. They seem mixed, but it's not in the way I'm typically used to seeing. There's like poorly constructed, dull horror movies, subplots so that go nowhere, and then fun, simple haunted house attraction. You know, walk through a county fair horror house. So it seems like it depends on your kind of preference and style, depending on if you're gonna like it or not. Right, if you're looking for something specific, or if you have specific tastes that may be too too dull for you. But I'm curious to to watch it myself tomorrow. I mean, I honestly,
4: honestly, like, I'm just ex- like, I'm really like pumped that like the original cast, you know, like Patrick Wilson and like Rose Byrne and, and stuff are back because like three and four, I thought were just very okay. Like, you know, I I, I found myself not really caring about the flashbacks of Lynn Shay's character like <laughs> that's I, mean, what's funny. I mean i mean she's great and like i love her like and sure in all of them. but like just that 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 character like i i feel like they wasted a real opportunity killing her off in one yeah she's
2: turned into the you randy of yeah this. it's <laughs> funny dude yeah. and that's, that's, what's right, funny. that's right that's right
3: that's why she's behind me it's because like she's like the through line to all these movies and it's like and what's funny about lynn shay to me is like she's always just kind of like some lady in the mo- in a movie that she's in <laughs> and you know and i like that and but yeah she's like this mystical lady but it's it's fun it's funny it's campy it's cheesy but also real and human like they go through some human shit man you know and i and i respect that you know and i liked the artist stuff in it because i live with an artist and i thought that was really cool um and, and you know i think overall for the scares i mean there's one that really got me that's really gross um but i think i think overall it's just kind of a i kind of had a really good time with it in terms of you know uh, all of that and i like going into the further the astral projection stuff is very present in this film and, and i think that's an interesting concept but they don't they're not interested in expanding on the lore patrick wilson was very interested in expanding on this characters and if that for better or for worse you know um depending on like what your mileage will be with that. For me, I was going honestly into the movie to get like a Patrick Wilson fix, I guess, you know, like I was excited to see him in the film. That's why I went to see the movie. So I got that. Um, But Rose Byrne, like don't get too excited. Like she's in, she, she disappears for a big chunk of the movie, but when she comes back, she comes back. So, but the strongest part of the film is, is what Preston said is the dynamic between Dalton and Chris um at school their
4: room
2: their roommates their roommates at at their art school or or i guess their college
3: yeah Mm -hmm. and they're great and really fun really fun
0: is this okay supposed to be like a cherry on top a last one or is it leave it open for for more no it kind of wraps it up it kind of wraps it up all right yeah
2: yeah Yeah. so i guess i was satisfied
4: I mean, I guess we'll see how good this one does. You, you know, we might yeah. go back for like another prequel with Lynchay. So, well, my, you know. uh,
3: let's hope not. But like, um, I, I'll be interested to see what you guys think about the ending of this movie because it does something that I thought was kind of cool, um, and how things get resolved, or you know. But it's it's good. I, I enjoyed it.
0: I always get confused because Patrick Wilson is in like two of the biggest horror franchises that have been going <laughs> for the last 15 years with the conjuring and yeah, then they, the kinda, man. they throw him in with the, the Annabelle and the nun stuff too. So I'm just trying to like, remember like what character he is and, and what his backstory is. So Ed Warren, baby. That's right. That's right. See, orange. I
4: think I think James Wan like warmed up with this series, and then he kind of perfected it with Conjuring one and two. Yes. Like, because I mean, you know, these movies are are good, and yeah, and 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 I would say they're they're genuinely creepy, but like, they straight up don't like freak me out like the Conjuring movies do. You know, like those no, are no, I'm with you. Those it's are way different. more intense and way more like realistic. You know, it's yeah. It's, well, the, It's crazy.
3: The concept of the further is, is I, I really like that. I, I really like that. And I, I think they flesh that out well. And I think especially more fascinating than scary. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and what that does to,
0: based on true stories, exactly. Yeah.
3: And what that does to you psychologically, I find very fascinating. And they explore that in these films. My favorite of one. those
0: kind of hardcore ones that really freak you out is Sinister. I kind of put that in the same vein where the that I haven't seen yeah. that since it opened in Oh my theaters. gosh! Yeah. Yeah. I haven't even rewatching it, man. With those home like videos, Rave. it's just. I mean, Sinister too. I didn't wasn't a really big fan of, but the first one is just freaking.
3: Yeah, Ethan Hawk man.
0: Yeah dude the black phone man that's a nice follow-up to that oh, it was so that it team up, dude. the black phone was fantastic yeah absolutely anything else preston before we uh reverse back to to one two three and four and kind of do a reverse deep dive here on uh... yeah hold on what do you grade it what do you oh giving? there you go mm, b minus all right i give it a b we're there yeah you know i'm yeah, not gonna get it, it like it's fresh
3: it's like a 7. It's like a 7 for me. 7.2, 7.3 kind of thing.
2: 6.8 or somewhere.
0: <laughs> there.
3: So see, there uh, you go. That uh, We're kind of in the middle
0: there. I'm honestly yeah. excited about that because I know we talked about going to the movies a bunch. I was kind of updating my letterbox and I put so nice. many movies in a row at three. I was just like, <laughs> that's a three, that's a three, that's a three. I'm like, I, I just, like you said, especially with the long threes, it's just brutal where you have it like that. Like, Oh, I know, dude. That's the know, thing. That's what I'm Indiana nervous about. Jones, with indie. Transformers, the flash, My you know, m- m- missing uh, just so many of these. That was, just was that three? Like, yeah. It's all kind of just, it, yeah. it, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't, you know, didn't knock your socks off either. So yeah. Yeah. All right, Tyler, uh, take us. Take oh, good. I was just going to
2: say, because I didn't really get to say what I really thought, other than I thought it was okay. I I thought the, the story beats are really good. Uh, I know Lee Winnell, who started this whole thing, he came up with a story for this, and I can sense that, because I think that when I think about it, the story itself, I think it's more promising than the actual film, like the execution of it. I don't know if Patrick Wilson had like the best uh, because somebody else uh, wrote the script and the script's not that great. There's there's so many more interesting things that they could have done with the characters or like when they have moments of dialogue could have been a lot better. So I think a lot of that needed sharpening and needed a there's there's just jump scares in it and not a whole lot of right mood building like there's a there's a slightly mood build towards this jump scare that happens uh near a window uh oh you know yeah I mean. that's the one um yeah. and I, but i you can you know what's coming
3: yeah and they blow it though honestly in my opinion yeah. they blow it they blow that attention yeah yeah so i had scene.
2: heard from the whole press tour i heard so much about that scene and then when it happened i was like yeah i mean it was okay there, there was like a, the first jump scare in the movie is better than, than that one. Um, So I I don't know. I felt like the execution wasn't there. I felt like all the, the beats were there, but it just didn't do enough for me, especially um, the first half of the movie. Like it's a bit of a struggle to the way that these characters are communicating with each other. But I really think it kind of comes together as Cole said, that it's focuses more so on the characters and the family dynamic and that sort of thing. And it's all sweet and Spielberg like, but it just didn't yeah, it, is. it didn't come off the hinges.
0: Uh no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I, I love reading. It letter. literally
3: doesn't come off the hinges. And you have to know,
0: is it going through
3: the red door or holding the red door? You gotta think about that. <laughs> oh wow. Right, and they they, they have a they have another yeah they have another line in the movie that's like kind of like that is like <laughs> is that door uh keeping you out or are you going in he has like an art teacher <laughs> it's like just shit like that it's fun you know my, my,
2: the 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 missed opportunity was not playing uh paint it black at the oh very I know right there's a literal bow, bow, bow.
0: moment yeah. of painting a red door <laughs> black. The yeah. the top three popular reviews on Letterbox all talk about new fear unlocked MRI machine. So I have to eh, check okay. Check that well, that's out. in the trailer. That's in the trailer. The trailer gives away. As yeah, it was like there. it was kind of like uh, the car wash scene and the crazies. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh yeah. I remember. Hey, that.
3: I saw that with Tyler. Did
0: like over ten years
3: ago.
4: <laughs> that was a yeah, long that was a time 2010 ago. Movie. And and that was a random experience for for me i thought like it 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 just kind of like like came out of left field because like the horror movies at that time were not very good and they were just all very like you know by the numbers and then that came out and it was brutal as hell yeah it was brutal but
2: yeah i tell you need more needed uh like you said lipstick demon like it needed like at least with the third one that i'm gonna talk about like it had like a consistent bad guy Mm -hmm. that was there that was following. Mm -hmm. And then there's a lot of randomness with it for the end that I think it was just there to kind of busy up the screen with some spookiness, but didn't really
3: do much. Are you talking about in this one, the new one? Yeah. 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 Uh, Yeah. I do agree with that. And, and, and and you do, you are left wanting a little bit with that, but emotionally it's fulfilling. Yeah. So there you go.
0: You want to take us back to to one Tyler and then kick things off with a quick franchise review of Insidious. The four of us each watched one of the previous entries and are just going to kind of go through, give some brief thoughts on it here to um, I guess, kind of put a pin in Insidious if this is truly going to be the the last one. We'll see. Yeah, buddy. Uh,
4: So I had the first one and um, I saw this in the theater right when it came out um, and immediately thought that it uh was a really nice breath of fresh air for what had previously been released uh we were still in the you know torture porn era and you know i thought that this kind of injected a little bit more than you know just bloody violence like it definitely has some good scares it has some good sequences um you know premises you know we meet the characters you know patrick wilson you know Rose Bryn, And their boys, uh, you know, move into a new house. Uh, Dalton, you know, the oldest uh, goes into a coma after an accident. And then uh, just crazy shit starts to happen around the house. People see things, uh, you know, and, you know, they're just being haunted, you know, left and right, you know, and they even do something smart in the movie. They move because, you know, previously, you know, every haunted house flick, uh, you know, the the logical, you know, decision is to, you know, let's get the fuck out of here. And they actually do yes. that. Like they're actually smart enough to be like, all right, we gotta like move to a new house. This is crazy. Uh, and that doesn't even help. Like, you know, they get followed, uh, once again, and you know, which leads to you know, the whole concept of you know, the further, like, you know, we're introduced to Lynn Shea's character, kind of late in the film. Actually, like she's not in this movie a ton, but um, you know she does you know good stuff with it and you know we really feel for her character you know and her ultimate you know demise but um, no my my favorite uh, sequences in the in the film just kind of build a lot of tension you know up until its final reveal Uh, I mean obviously everyone knows it's the scene that's right behind me uh, that first reveal behind Patrick was which is still m- maybe right behind Exorcist 3's like jump scare might be one of the top jump scares out there still in my opinion just because like absolutely you you never expect it like how it how it goes down like the first time like it it genuinely was one of those like you know I don't know if you guys still ever do this but like when something genuinely unnerves you like I go whoa like in the theater like really make it a point to be like holy fuck like that that was coming straight at me um and and that that jump scare still delivers in that regard. Um, it's a it's a good one. Um, how about that other, song too?
0: Tiptoe through the tulips. Like it was literally the best use of a song in the last like 10-15 years, in my opinion.
4: I was just about to say, like that that song in itself, even though it's a very happy song, it's it's very like <laughs> like Tiny Tim. I don't know if you know much about him, but like, I mean, he was a weird dude. Really very weird strange, but, but 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 the music he made i thought was brilliant like he he really goes for it every song but no the use of that song uh was very unnerving like but the ghost boy like i thought that was a, a very good sequence well, what's uh,
3: creepy about it is like the red-faced demon like picks that song has like a little seven inch of it mm-hmm. and like plays it so i'm like what is it why do you like this like <laughs> You know, and, and and the movie is not interested in ever discussing that or why, what that <laughs> office is that he's working in, really. Um, all that's so fascinating. Sharpening
2: his claws and licking his yeah. fingers and all that. Licking, yeah, it's yeah. Cool.
4: Yeah, and like when he's looking through yes. like that 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 glass and like yeah, see him, but kind of not like so cool. It's very great. Unnerving. Very, it's yeah, the it's, ran- it's
2: the randomness in the mystery to that character that makes him scary because it's like it's like in it follows with like the entities just randomly pissing you're like why it's (laughs) freaky and that's kind of what it is
3: that was freaky and very disturbing yeah like why is this uh seven foot guy standing on a house (laughs) wait it doesn't and he has hoofs. he has like hoof feet yeah right
4: Yeah. yeah
2: it's what's really kind creepy. of goofy when he's like like he's like he's like uh Mr. Tumness but from hell
4: yeah well <laughs> yeah. like you know personally like you know I think he's freaky as hell in this movie and I think you know the way they kind of redesigned him for five definitely is not as effective as you know his appearances in the in the in the first two like you know there's something when he's kind of in the background and not like front and center that's uh, a lot more scary than I think he was. I mean, obviously, I haven't seen the movie yet, but like he just, he's a lot scarier when he, when less is seen of him, you know?
3: He, he's there though. He's in it.
4: Yeah. You'll I don't see. Know, just the, but I mean, all the trailers I've seen, just the look of him, like definitely isn't as like foreboding. I haven't seen,
3: I haven't seen the trailer. So, but yeah, you'll have to see. Yeah. But he but, does look different. I'm sure. Yeah.
4: Yeah. He does. He does for sure. Um,
3: his face does
4: but um, in conclusion to the first one like you know it it does a good job of setting these characters up like it doesn't give us a ton of look of the further but I feel like the sequences that do involve it are very very effective as well yeah Uh, very 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 foreboding like all the people he meets on the way uh you know they they each have their own little quirk like from those smiling people that you know that do the quick smile to you know the guy that charges them at the door like you know it, it it definitely does a good job of setting up the universe um you know for for better or worse like i feel like the first one is still the best one in the in the series in my opinion but yeah it's got to be um, you know james wan was you know still you know perfecting his craft but I mean, you could definitely see those those shines of brilliance in this film, uh, that you know, not a lot of of other mainstream horror films at the time were were kind of going for, I don't think.
2: Yeah. Like he's an expert of what I said was a problem in the red door, which is building that dread. Like you're you're getting so comfortable, like there's a sequence where they're just going in and around the house as Rose Byrne's characters is just doing chores around her house. And then you're like seeing shit in the background that she's not noticing. You're like, oh my God. And so you're already like waiting for something to happen. And then it happens and it's just like, it, it took a page out of the book of one of Cole and i's favorite jump scares of all time from Exorcist 3, where oh, yeah. when it's just like doing a slow zoom and you're spending so much time. Not only it's is like- it like- it's like it's like 3 your... or
4: 4 minutes long.
2: Yeah. Like, like it's it's trying to like make you feel comfortable in the moment to, you know, to, uh, <laughs> really pull the rug from under you.
3: Get you off guard. It really does.
4: No, but I mean in like just my ending thought like, you know, it 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 definitely like I feel like kind of sticks with you a little bit afterwards. Like, you know, there are lots of good, um, you know, pieces to it. And it it really does create a good lore, um, you know, and like pretty much with all of them, uh, it definitely leaves you, you know, kind of hanging uh, at the end too, which, you know, I appreciate
3: as well. well but the thing that's interesting about it to me and the, what sets what I, you know, like what when I'm hearing you talk about, like it's setting up and not to be like, I'm like like I'm 14 in this deep kind of energy like but like or like a Billie Eilish uh, song like but it's like when we fall asleep like what happens you know where do we go mentally you know what happens I mean I know what happens to our body but like is there something you know strange about it because dude I've had instances and I know Preston and I have talked about this where I just feel out of body, like in front of my television, dozing off. I've had instances where I've seen like a face like that in my face. And I'm like, is my mind just tricking me? Is there something happening? You know, like, is there something weird going on? You know, I don't know. And like, I can't move. And and so this movie sets up that concept in a way that I think is very palatable. And I think still creepy and fun. Just Astral that whole projection, of fur, baby yeah i mean luke skywalker baby but Mm -hmm. like but but uh, in this sense i think it's 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 really grounded in in such a way but also this movie is very goofy and silly with its dialogue as well so that's why the script in this new one didn't bother me too much it's not i don't think it's the the greatest like you know yeah but there's a difference between
2: patrick wilson delivering those lines and then the kids
3: well yeah 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 okay so you're saying like now those kids doing it
2: I, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I like Ty Simpkins a lot. I, I do too. I think his physical presence in that movie uh, is really good. it's like a, yeah, I was, that's The, the strongest whole time part. I was like, yeah. dude, he could be in a, like a mummy reboot and do a good job. Um, yeah. He looks like a sports guy who is an art guy. Um, yeah. Which kind of throws me for a loop a little bit, but yeah. Um, not to keep going back to the red door, but yeah. Um, just by comparison, I think Patrick Wilson is really well dialed into the absurdity of the script sometimes. I even had a moment where I got to interview him for some, was it Space 76 or something like that? I forget the name of that movie. But he, he brought up a, a line that he says in Insidious 2 and he's like, yeah, that line follows me everywhere because it's so stupid. But I had such a good time delivering it. And that's he, it. That's he, he he knows he knows what
4: movie he's in. He Hell can, yes, he does. So. At least he's he leans great. into it, man. Yes. Like just you know. Thing. Like he's a lot good. of actors won't won't like relent and just like give in to the you know how absurd something is. Sure. And you can tell like that they're not enjoying themselves. So he's
3: amazing in Aquaman. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, he's yeah. great. He's great. So yeah, totally. I'm very pro him and so that's why it's like you know like i remember like in college when insidious came out and it being like i thought it was like this like very serious like intense and it is that but it is also this goofy kind of thing as well
4: you know like i said like compared to the conjuring universe like yeah Yeah. it is it is it is very silly like and very and very very ridiculous but you know Everyone has fun with it. Who's, who's, totally. who's making this film? Like Lee L's writing, like his writing has never been the best. In, like in any of the movies that he's like, all the saw dialogue is absolutely ridiculous too. But <laughs> you know, he had a great time with that, and we all you know still enjoy the first one or two of those. No, um, I
3: enjoy five.
4: Yeah. You mean six?
3: No. Which one? Yeah, the one whenever Luke dies from Gilmore Girls, whichever <laughs> one that is.
0: Uh, that's five at the so very that's end. the one yeah that's, oh. good, that's a good memory i would not be able to tell you the difference between four or five or six <laughs> well Tom tyler's a saw expert that's right oh my god like after
4: after spiral though like god uh, I'm done it's 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 not just a dead horse that's beaten like it's a bloody saw pulp mass <laughs> okay. like you know it's it's been beaten to death but you know it is what it is um but yeah like you know this series I feel like uh don't don't remind me (laughs) don't remind me poor poor Tobin Bell (laughs) anyways yeah Insidious 1 still I think is the best of the series um you know I think all the others are in varying degree of 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 quality uh you know especially three and four but Um, yeah first one's still effective uh i would probably give it like a b plus or so
3: yeah i think that's i think that's fair uh i mean preston and i both got this like steelbook for the new one and it's awesome it looks incredible in on 4k incredible nice all the stuff in the further dude you can really see it it's not just murky and crappy looking and that's amazing like on it, a
0: 1.5 it's a budget 1.5 million dollars on the first one and it made yeah. A, it looks 100 a, a globally yeah
3: preston recommended it to me and i went and bought it the same day
0: yeah speaking of interesting kind of uh, story arcs and loops we move on to insidious chapter two which is the do last kind of chronologically before we do Ugh. like prequels and spin arounds and i don't i don't really know what's going on but let's talk about insidious chapter two now okay i got you so this movie is convoluted
3: (laughs) way too convoluted so it does an interesting thing like it's kind of like a shining kind of vibe to it just because daddy wants to kill uh kind of thing and you know patrick wilson handles all that stuff well But then there's all these other backstories in the movie that just, I think really bog it down in a way where I'm honestly having, I I watched it about a week ago and I'm having (laughs) having issues, like remembering like what all those details were. They definitely allude to them a little bit in the red door. There's like a mean mommy kind of vibe to it. Uh, I can't really remember who that, that character was specifically, but there's a whole backstory to it with like a do y'all remember this at all?
0: Yeah, are you talking I, about the is it the woman in black or that's that, it? Yep. The woman but in she's black like a mean mom. The-
3: she's like, I'm gonna spank you. You're I'm a, a mommy dearest kind of thing and I'm gonna beat you
4: up. You didn't eat your salad right, you know. That wasn't kind it, of thing But but it wasn't even like it's not Barbara hey, Hershey. Hey, no 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 no. It wasn't even a chick. It, it was a dude. Yeah though, yeah. It? Oh, it's, it's yeah. Isn't that what they explore? <laughs> which is. which you know kind That's of throws a, off a little baby. bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh man, but... awesome powers.
3: Yeah. So I didn't really. I just didn't connect with that. But the stuff at home, once again, I find very compelling. The stuff with the family is very compelling. Um, there's some there's a good scene i i think it's which which insidious movie do they really torment the baby where she's like you know like the baby it's got to be the first one
4: i think it's the first one
3: yeah where it's just like oh my gosh callie is oh my gosh we got to get her it's so, and it is messed up they like want the baby and he says like you know what, what you know i can't remember he's what like, he said give me like, the baby he's like
4: no like yes. really loud
3: Yes, that's that's pretty freaky.
0: But you you, you, uh, so, you, you know, kind of tell they lean into jump scares into though. Like I'm just reading the synopsis. Yeah. Um, soon after the showdown, you know they're ready to return to normal. However, they find out that Josh, unbeknownst to Renee, is possessed too. In order to free his soul right. and defeat the forces around him, um, Barbara Hershey and her ghost hunting friends investigate the past to save her family's future. So it it sounds like a short short story almost, like with that kind of synopsis. Well, they they try to beef
3: it, you know, and I think that's why it gets convoluted is because, yeah, it is that. Like, that's what happens with Barbara Hershey.
4: Well, with everything the first did good about was just, you know, kind of keeping it to a bare minimum and really only introducing things that we absolutely needed. And then this one is just really trying to dig up, like, Everything all at once and I just
3: didn't really understand why. And just
4: and just release all this backstory and all this lore that we never yeah. got in the first one. But like <laughs> it's really jumbled and very like doesn't make a lot of sense, honestly.
3: No, no, it doesn't. But you know, Patrick Wilson's possessed by that red faced demon. And that's you know, oh, has its own no, by the, the lady in black. The lady in black. Yeah. So see what I'm saying? It's just so I don't know. I just that movie is very frustrating because of all that stuff. Like it just like I couldn't tell you aside from like the lar- the plot at large, you know, what was going on from scene to scene because of all of that stuff. I don't know. I just there's something about it that just kind of kept me at a distance.
0: Yeah, I mean there's not much more to say on it. It's it's uh um... It's the goofiest one. It is. Yeah.
3: Which... I mean right. I mean it's hard to kind of grasp that film in some to me because I think it just wasn't oh, but... very good. It's Which also is, because
0: three and four are totally separate. And then two is just kind of like a, you know, kind of goofy, wacky continuation of, of one yeah. of us where like they pick it's up Texas like, Chainsaw 2. Yeah. Or like a Friday the 13th where I pick up like the next day this is happening and you're just but like I'm what, cool with that, on? though.
3: <laughs> I'm cool with that. But it didn't replicate it tonally. Yeah, yeah.
0: And it's and it's really weird because like I forgot that
4: James Wan directed this one, too. But it exactly. really doesn't it really doesn't feel like he did direct it. Like, he was probably like, contractually
3: obligated and just like, slapdashed it.
4: Like it's it's very off his style, I think. It's like, more it like, it's more Furious
2: Seven style.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, the in 2013, the same year he did The Conjuring and Insidious Chapter Two, so maybe he was more focused on one than the other. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. It's like Wes Craven doing Hills Have Eyes Two and then
2: being more interested in Nightmare on Elm Street.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
3: So you know, I mean, it's I I haven't seen the last key in a while, but it's probably this is probably the worst one.
4: Uh, I I would I would say it's a tad better than than the last key, like the last because it has Rose
3: Byrne and Patrick Wilson. Well, not only that, it's
4: just that like you know, there are certain things of four that are just like just poorly made in my opinion, and I don't think anything in here is poorly made it's just like it's all over the place you okay
3: know? right that's 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 it right is that the vibe that you guys got from it that it's just kind of just here and there and everywhere and, and it's just not really coming together it, it, it we
0: can't it's definitely a good competition which 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 one is the worst after one because I'm looking at like letterbox last key is 2.4 uh insidious 3 is uh 2.5 and chapter 2 is uh 2.9 so wow um not great for any of them and just kind of slowly going downhill uh after the initial one but just depending on the characters or story you like you know what's happening there but definitely not the best reviews for for any of the the sequels but it looks like three and four fighting it out for the worst there
3: i think that every every review is probably if you give it a two and a half, two. I get it. Yeah, you know exactly.
2: Well, I'm here to kick down the door and say that the third one is the best sequel. Oh, the, the third one rules. Uh, I'll agree with
0: that. I, I hated, the, I hated so. the third one when I watched it, but I'm curious to see your take on it. Dude, it's been a little while since I saw it.
3: It's amazing.
0: <laughs> Let Preston I, wouldn't, tell you. I wouldn't I wouldn't say amazing, but <laughs> Dude, for a so, sequel, I like mean,
2: that. I remember Cole and I after watching the second one, like we're just like, what is this third one going to be about? And it's like it doesn't have the original family in there. I, I, like the same things that you were describing, Tyler, earlier about like, do I really need to give a shit about th- this other family? Like, why? <laughs> but I I like I. Um, I like Lee Winnell and I was interested in the fact that he was directing this himself. This was the first movie that he directed and after he did Upgrade, which kicked ass and then his Invisible Man movie, which also kicked ass. Um, Dermot Moroney. Another reason, like I love all this horror stuff. That oh yeah. With like Scream and everything. Like he's good in this, this arena. I'm okay oh, with yeah. him. Feeling's in into it. Yeah. So um, yeah, this, this third one is a prequel. And it takes place a couple of years before the events of the Lambert family. And it's about this teenage daughter. Her name is Quinn and her mother just passed away recently and he, she's been trying to reconnect with her mom. And there's been like all these signs to indicate that his her mom is contacting her. And so she hears about, elise's character and reaches out to her but she's retired she doesn't want to do this world anymore and it's like this last job kind of thing um or what's going to pull her out of retirement because she hasn't there's there's more of an arc to her uh in this in this film Mm -hmm. and that i think that's what's interesting about her like i want to know like what who she was and uh and I think they do a pretty good job of building up not only her character, but the two side characters, one played by Lee Winnell and then uh Angus Sampson as the the uh paranormal investigators. And um so it's it's like about their team up with Elise and um working with uh, Quinn the teenage girl to kind of see what's going on is it her mom or is it something else in this case it is something else and it is a really good uh villain probably I like this villain more than I like the red uh, the lipstick demon one uh, not from an aesthetic standpoint but I just think that it does the best job of being like the primary villain the whole time it's not bringing anything else into the picture, per se. And they do all kinds of stuff to make this thing scary, which is uh, just known as the man who who doesn't breathe or something like that. So it's like this scary, bald-looking uh, with an oxygen mask. Um, but there's just something creepy about like going to hospitals and seeing like old people that have oxygen masks, and they're kind of scrawny. <laughs> And so it leans into that and that kind of fear, but I, I, it's, it's the one film out of the franchise that I feel like has this Mike Flanagan's style where there's like an emotional core there, you know, with the mom and everything, but, and, and, and the the dad, the dad like desperately wanting to, you know, save his, uh, save his daughter and, there's also like a rear window kind of vibe because uh, the the girl toward the beginning of the film breaks her legs after a car hits her. And then there's only so much she can do. So it's like setting up these interesting situations for the main character where she's like, she can only do so much. And they're setting up all these little things like the bell that she uses to, you know, tell her dad that, Hey, I need something. Yeah. And she can't do much. And so like that restriction there makes it very fun and interesting. Um, And I think Lee, Lee Winnell did a really great job of, you know, again, building dread. And so like in the creep out moments, like it's not just jump scares, which is what Red Door did. And that's the only thing he really had going for it, uh, scare wise and spooky wise. And, but this one, like it's fucked up when Quinn is possessed and her casts are on. And then she's like kicking the side of her bed to break it off. And then her legs are all like mushy and cracking. And her. And so there's just like all kinds of stuff in there that I really think is super effective. And I actually do care about these characters, um, which was a surprise and it does a really good job of setting up the relationship that Elise has with the two uh, paranormal guys. But it also makes you care more about what happens in part one. Uh, because when it comes to the end of part one and it's uh, the bride in black that ultimately kills Elise, like she, that that character, the bride in black, just kind of came out of nowhere in that movie. And I feel like this movie at least sets up, like it's inevitable. Like this, this uh, it's kind of like this, um, I don't know, Batman and Joker kind of thing. I don't know. I can't think of an, a good enough analogy, but like there's just something there that's like it's it's inevitable and this is where your story's going and you can't do anything to fix it. And so I thought all that that type of stuff was really well done.
0: I think I need to re-watch it. I think I watched it only one time, and it was after I saw Insidious chapter two. And I was like, this is nothing to do with Insidious. I don't understand why it's chapter three, but that's partially like what we talked about about their weird ass timeline. The chronological order of these films is Insidious Three, Insidious Four, Insidious One, Insidious Two, and then Insidious Five. So mm-hmm. I think that's kind of where maybe my initial viewing of it and that my last viewing of it only seen it one time is was so bad i was like what is this i don't even understand what's happening and i was waiting for something else to happen so yeah i think
2: lee went did a pretty good job at um because a lot of times when you watch movies like especially when we're talking about the fast x um like the fast and furious movies like they find all these ways to like bring it back to events that happened in past movies and they always seem so ridiculous and unbelievable at least in this one being a pre prequel i was like how are they going to make it because when i go back to insidious i'm like the first insidious movie it seemed like at least didn't even know the paranormal guys exactly yeah, but and so it there's still a bit of a vagueness with that relationship to still make it be like, oh, well, I mean, I could still believe it. So I think I think he knew what he was what what he was dealing with. And uh he's like, I well, if I don't have the Lamberts, I gotta have the, these characters. So there's somewhat of a through line there. Um, but I think if you watch them all together like that, I think you'll find that it's it's a, it's actually pretty pretty solid uh, sequel and definitely my favorite. Of he's the, he's uh,
0: interesting too because Lee all This is directorial debut, and mm-hmm. I was actually surprised when I was looking at his IMDb page. He's only directed three movies. This upgrade, Invisible Man. Everything else has been writer, producer, executive ideas based on his you know his projects. And I don't think he's done anything outside of um, or with besides with uh, his. Uh, Stuff with James Wan until like 2015, 2020 too, which is kind of interesting.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's some uh because like upgrade has some really good shots, shots in it. And that uh also Lee Winnell uses in Aquaman where they use like the Tarantino style, like above the the action a little bit to kind of give it this video game kind of feel. And so oh, he John Wick Four. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they do that there too. Yep. Um everybody steals from everybody. That's right, um, that's right. So, uh, yeah, you can see, like, the early signs of, like, him. It's, it's cool to see, like, the little uh, aesthetic things that are going on with the Insidious uh, franchise that kind of carry over into his work, but he makes it uniquely his own by especially putting the camera above as like the characters are walking down the hallway and then with upgrades, like there's a lot of cool magic tricks that are going
0: on. Oh, with yeah. their
2: action sequences. So that he also does an invisible
0: man. Oh yeah. All of those movies are great. I know. I want him to do something else. Yeah, I don't see him. He doesn't have anything in the works as a director. It's all executive producer and writer still. So we'll see. No, but I can, I can definitely agree with you that this is
4: probably the best sequel after one. Like, even though like we're we're missing the original family, like at least this film actually tries to you know do something you know with this alternative this alternative timeline, uh, you know that we're following. And Lynch finally has a a a chance to shine a little bit, you know, with her own character, and we start to dig into to her past a little bit. And this film does a whole hell of a lot better. You know, presenting that than four, following it. You know, and and you know, you can definitely tell Lee Unl has has talent. You know, behind the camera, like you know, showed you know little glimpses of you know what he was capable of. You know, later on with his two like you know critical darlings, but but I mean, overall, there's 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 nothing wrong with this movie. Like it actually does, you know, some pretty you know scary sequences and you know genuinely like you know a lot of the goofiness that was you know prevalent in 2 has kind of been more replaced with you know tones of one like i wouldn't say that this film definitely brings out the dread as much as one does but like it it, it tries and yes. and, it was, and 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 as you were saying Preston like that that villain uh you know was definitely very like foreboding and you know a lot you know like had had some good like weight to him like as a you know as a you know protagonist but or um, yeah. um, um, antagonist sorry. antagonist
2: yeah with uh, the slimy oiled feet they're like tarred like you can see the, the footprints and so like the slow like camera reveal of like where the footprints are going and then it goes up the wall and then out the window and then the dad is looking out the window with his daughter and he's like oh my god he jumped from the window and then she looks out there and then she's getting pulled down and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I I just think that all those little breadcrumbs that the bad guy
3: lays down is very, very well done. uh, The wheezing demon. Yeah. Yeah. That window scene is like one of the best parts of the film.
2: Yep yeah sure.
3: so good it was so great in theaters i remember people were like holy shit yeah <laughs> I, it, it, it's good it's good yeah you guys should definitely rewatch it
0: yeah i think i will anything part four else or... yeah, all right let's go to part four go for it max um so i watched this last night and this morning um was the most recent one i watched anyway so it's still kind of fresh in my mind but going on chronological order and I guess especially for people who are looking to watch the Red Door, again, chronological is three, four, one, two, five. So this happens after um, Chapter Three, but before the first Insidious. And in Insidious, the last key, we have Elise gets a phone call um, from a man who lived in her childhood house and said the house is haunted. Um, we get a lot of backstory on her and a really messed up childhood but essentially it's her going back there and confronting her past demons with her father and brother and family um as well as uh you know some some human uh evil people as well so a couple of notes i had when i was watching it and i posted one on on our new uh, social media platform here threads, but she's psychic or sidekicks like 17 times in the movie. And I was just, I could not stop cracking up every time he said it. it is so stupid. He literally says it three times <laughs> one time and the people don't get it at all. And then he tries it out two more times and it just never, never changes there. So that was pretty funny. Also um, her nieces are like extremely beautiful and it doesn't really make sense other than to give some love interest to her. Um, um you know her did uh what do you call them like ghost hunter you know colleagues and sidekicks but um there's great creature design in this i love the i know we talked about kind of each movie has its own villain um or scary character and i think the creature design of this one is pretty cool it's also plays with a lot of idea about humans being evil first we have her dad um with her when she's a kid. Um, And he's played by Josh Stewart, and I feel like he's a perfect character for this. He's like a drunk, like, you know, jailhouse guard, I guess you gonna call it. And they live on site where when they have the electric chair go off, like their lights flicker and the daughter um, sees things about it, but he just is a really good character for that. And then also when you have her coming back to her house to try to uncover what she has going on, we find out that the person who called her initially who plays Ted Garza um, is abducting women there too. And it seems like it's the the demons in the house that are causing the men to do this, but there's a lot of uh, kind of playing back and forth on real demons versus the, um, Evil humans that that I kind of liked in in the film, but doesn't have a ton going for it. There's a lot of goofy scenes. um It, it is kind of elise's backstory, and it gives a, her more chance to step out and do it. It's funny. I was looking at some of the reviews, and I think the top review I was looking at said, uh, "This isn't a." good movie but we talk about how cool it is that lynn shea a 74 year old woman's a leading actor of a mainstream horror movie and another one is like demon oh sorry i fell asleep i was waiting for you to make me a sandwich at least go to sleep and starve so i mean <laughs> it, it, it is a pretty you know uh, messed up movie and and bad movie overall but it was good to re-watch i, I kind of wish i would have rewatched one and two before i went into five but um my thoughts on it, i'd probably give it like a two two and a half um right in that range there's there's some good stuff to it and it kind of shows you a backstory of elise which they obviously regret killing otherwise they wouldn't have made everything prequels involving her uh, they probably just would have kept her alive to kind of continue on some of her adventures but that's my thoughts with it. what do you guys think about this one i think everything
4: three does with the alternative timeline four just butchers it in my opinion, like, I I honestly don't really care about her hometown. I don't really care about her nieces and like, stuff like that. I thought the characters in three were so much more entertaining and, like, actually vulnerable compared to four where I really just don't care for anybody other than Lin Shay, you know. Um, but I mean, overall, like, you know, it's still effective with like, you know, the creature, you know, design and stuff like that. But I mean, overall, like this and two are, are definitely the weakest
0: by far. Yeah, I, I think some of the highlights I had, too, is when she was like finding out that her dad actually killed women. And the ghost that she thought was a ghost was really, a, you know, a woman that her dad was holding captive. And when she kind of crawls back in that tunnel and it has all of the suitcases and there's one and then she turns the corner and there's like seven other ones, assuming his, you know, her dad killed seven or eight women doing the same thing and what was the demons causing that or what was happening but it's definitely a messed up upbringing for her
2: yeah it's been too long since I've seen this I'm like I think I only watched it the one time in theaters and I gave it a passing slight like a soft pass I remember Me too. thinking, I remember thinking it was like oh, ah, okay I mean yeah. not, not the worst thing I've seen um and I'm like reading through my old disc review of it to see if there is because I'm like, I don't remember anything about it. I don't I I vaguely remember it being like more of a backstory to Elise and getting a sense of like how like what her powers were like when she was younger and how that may have affected her her growing up. And so, yeah, I see the coming from an abusive home. The last key engages the hard to watch subject with the tenderness to make it worth make it a worthy concluding chapter all wraps up rather nicely. Like the insidious insidious and conjuring ghostly figures should be noted that the film has a rather frightening main phantom. Yep. As uh so let's see. Keyface key is that what the character's name is? Keyface?
0: Yeah, so if you remember he has like kind of a he honestly Pennywise looks like,
2: sharp teeth.
0: Yeah it's Pennywise, but it's almost like Jared Leto Morbius look, but he has uh <laughs> keys on his, on his fingers and like the main scenes he puts one in the neck to turn off the voice and then he cuts open the heart and puts a key in and turns the heart off which is kind of corny but um the the character design itself is is pretty cool. I'm trying mm. to see if I reviewed this. I, I could have sworn
3: I did. I know I saw it.
0: Uh yeah um, d- d- where'd you publish your review at Where'd you Mine was on or... the Chronicle.
2: I did see that I wrote the review for Insidious Two for North Texas
0: Daily. So yeah, I remember I gave, that. I gave it two and a half out of five. Yeah, two and a half. I re- well, I remember that. Let's uh, l- let's rank well, them then. While you're while you're looking that up, where do you um, where do you fall in all of the films, and and where do we order it? I can you know start it off here since I, I finished. Go uh, for it. I have Insidious the first one. I had I'm um, looking back in my letterbox, and it may have been a while, so my reviews may be. You know, biased for the time, but I had Insidious at a four out of five, and that was my number one. And then I had The Last Key at two and a half, and Chapter Two mm-hmm. at two and a half. And I had Insidious Chapter Three rounding things out at a one star because I was very unhappy with it. Oh, come um, on. When I did the oh. review. So it looks like I'm way off though, because it's two and a half was the average. So I think I need to rewatch Chapter Three, and, and uh, most likely it'll end up being one, three, two, four for me. Yeah, I would say one, three, five, two, four. Isn't that crazy? What 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 other franchise do you have where you just like it's that? Yeah, usually it starts yeah. good and gets shit, but this is just everyone's all over on it.
4: Back and forth, man. Yeah. like I mean, uh, for me, it's one, three, two, four, uh, as well, and. I assume, just by the way you talk, that five is just going to be snug right there in the middle. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, middle of the barrel. Yeah, but, like, I mean, none of these are bad, per se. Like, I mean, none of them is just an absolute stinker. But, I mean, two and four almost get there. But they, they barely scrape by, in my opinion. But, uh, but, no, like, one is the best, four is the weakest. Um, but, yeah.
3: Alright, y'all ready for mine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright, so my top is 5-1. No, I'm just kidding. No, I was about to say. <laughs> oh, man. Would y'all have been like, what? Preston, what would you Yes, do? I'd be like, you need to watch some
0: more movies, man.
3: <laughs> Recency bias, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. It's the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs>
3: All right. Uh, so one, three, five, two, four. I guess, but I it looks like I gave That's, four. It was pretty much Oliver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks it looks like I gave four two stars, but I I remember feeling like it was fine, like you know. But I I you know because I haven't seen it since January third, two
0: thousand eighteen. Yep. Uh, so. how many of these have you guys rewatched? I think the first one's the only one I've rewatched.
3: I watched the first three,
0: uh, but like rewatch them.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: The I need to rewatch one. four.
4: I mean, other so, than the yeah. first, I think I've only watched all the others one time like yep. two, three, and four. I think I've only watched one time, and one I've watched like four or five times.
0: Yeah, I think I'm the same way where I'm like. You know, some of these uh, rewatching four was interesting, um, especially seeing everyone kind of ranked at the bottom and I had it a little bit higher, but it is uh, definitely deserving of rewatch. And, you know, maybe you watch the franchise in uh, in chronological order instead, where you go three, four, one, two, five, and, and that see might if be that fun. That makes it better. You know, I like to play this
3: movie um, on a loop when I sleep because I really am really hoping I can start to <laughs> astral project somehow.
0: That's awesome. I would not want this movie
4: playing while I sleep. Like talk oh, about shooting up every, every five minutes. My God. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's especially, really freaky.
0: Some, especially some of the jump scares. I know the thing this movie always does is like, even I was like manning my TV remote with the volume because I will just have all oh, this yeah. stings oh, yeah. and these super loud moments where you jump or you want to, you know, wake up your whole house yeah. uh, doing it. So Right. Uh, definitely, definitely some jump scares in there. All right. Any, like good times. Any last so, thoughts on Insidious here? So this Fun scare, series. Uh
4: so this scare right here, I'm actually really looking forward to maybe showing my daughter one day, like when we're starting watching scary movies together. Like I think this and like the Friday the 13th ending, like jump scare. I'm just I'm really dying to, 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 to like get her reaction the first time. Show like, it I to mean, her this weekend. No, no, no. <laughs> she's only she's only eight. Uh she's she's not quite there yet. She does want to see Five Nights at Freddy's though. <laughs> she watched the trailer for it the other day, and she was like genuinely like excited for. Is it, it going to be so. a PG
0: thirteen or R?
4: I think PG thirteen. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, what are you guys most excited about for the rest of the year? I'm looking up uh, what we have. I mean, we had Renfield, we had Boogeyman, Pope Pope's Exorcism, Winnie the Pooh. Uh, Run Rabbit Run, come out, and then it looks like coming up here we have a couple we talked about. We have Haunted Mansion, which you know, kids scary. We have Meg Two. Is The Exorcist still coming out this year, or did that get pushed? I don't know. David Gordon Green's kind of remake or new one of it. Okay, we have that coming out. None, none, none. Two saw saw ten. I mean, nothing. Saw's coming out this year.
4: Yeah, it is. Um, nothing is going to compare to Evil Dead Rise, though. So everything else might just want to. You, you know. like that? Yeah. Really? Absolutely. Yeah, you didn't. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: we 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 missed so much.
4: Oh man, yeah. I, I I I dug it.
0: I sure. did not like it.
3: Mommy's with the maggots, Tyler. Well, that's.
4: <laughs> well, I mean that's the line from the trailer that just got overplayed. I just like, don't like it.
0: I don't uh, like it I I liked it for what it was but I wasn't the biggest fan of the, the location like it was cool yes but, but like that's uh, my thing like an earthquake well, o- opens it- up a secret vault in an apartment that's about to get demolished and then they literally don't move from two apartment rooms the whole time I mean oh I thought God. it yeah. was cool like yeah, how it exactly how it took
4: everything away from the cabin like I mean we've seen that cabin like four times already like that's you know, fine was- I understand <laughs> that but
3: I know I could have made a better movie
0: Impressive, what when you think
4: wow <laughs> about evil
0: dead rise yeah i haven't seen it really yeah i haven't seen it yet yeah don't that's
3: shit no I, I i no no you need no to. no don't waste your time did you get the 4k no, I'll, you, I'll
1: you re- didn't even watch re- it re-
0: no i no. watched the 4k i watched the 4k i watched it in theaters i mean really? Cole,
4: it's 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 no evil dead 2 but like i mean I come mean,
0: on that's like
4: i mean but i mean it still has some fucking effective like imagery i may it watch does. it and, again. And, and, and gore like
3: i may watch it again maybe i'll go watch it right now it. no
2: no cole you gotta watch the the evil dead movie evil dead like movie that i recommended to you dead stream oh, on shutter yeah
0: dead stream have,
2: have any of y'all heard of that or seen it no dead I, I let dead. my shutter relapse what is it okay deadstream. It's on Shudder, but it's about to come out on a disc uh later this month. Uh watch it oh. So I guess technically it was a 2022 movie, but dude, the reviews that are movie awesome took me it. back to Evil Dead 2. It was like so much fun. So the movie is a like an internet uh vlogger, like a vlogger who goes into the most haunted house in America. And there's all these killings that happen there and all this paranormal activity. And he goes in there by himself and it's like him and just his camera, but they do some like really interesting things with, uh, like having a camera on his arm. And whenever he has like a device on his wrist that anytime he switches his flips his wrist, the camera, cause he's casting the whole thing, streaming the whole thing. Uh, it cuts to the camera that's looking at him so it brings some dimension to it so the whole movie's not hardcore
0: henry or anything it's um, a it's an hour 27 91 yeah. percent critic 77 percent obvious uh, audience score and it says there's still life and found footage gimmick scarily good bit of b-movie horror fun all right yeah See, so
4: super funny and actually scary see 87 minutes is like the perfect timeline for that kind of movie too so I would do, like now now I'm very intrigued and I think like I could go put that. it on right now and it'd be over by midnight and
0: yes I you, know. you you'd be in bed by midnight That that's amazing <laughs> should do it for sure right. probably gonna go watch the bear <laughs> <laughs> well guys it was good to get back not the cocaine, oh, yeah, about about to the cocaine bear oh I watched the cocaine bear no that. that movie sucked that's uh poor yes, Ray leona's last movie that is I was just gonna say that exact same thing when somebody watches his filmography like looking back on some of the best movies ever made and then just watches it through <laughs> it finishes looking up dead it stream. all
4: it all ends with cocaine bear it, it, and, him him getting his entrails
0: uh, spewed over by a bear this is mm. kind of freaky looking if you go to dead
3: the dead stream IMDB like the trailer thumbnail it's like a kind of a freaky looking
4: oh yeah with the guy in the bathtub
0: yeah i I don't Bang know what the fuck... in the bathtub i don't know what that is i don't <laughs> like that that's freaky I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna watch it and we'll talk about it next time yeah um, same here. But, but honestly it, it's good to be back it's good to be back with everyone i think we're gonna try to do this i don't know if it'll be on a weekly bi-weekly basis but i definitely think we're all loving talking about horror movies and want to be putting out podcasts so keep you in the loop hopefully uh more active than usual uh august september october as always but um even though tyler said evil dead rises is gonna be the best of the year i think there's some some good ones still to come well it definitely won't be another 18 months we can promise you that
4: right <laughs> yes
2: well de- we'll come back for a definitely talk to me which is
0: coming out later oh soon. oh absolutely i want to see that like yeah first round yep yeah uh, i'll be seeing that the second i can Okay, perfect. Well, well, we'll get back together for uh, for talk to me, but
3: which I could have seen it, but I forgot.
0: <laughs> you missed it. I
3: missed the screening. Yeah.
0: Oh man. Anything else, guys, before you log off here? I think that's it. Um, I think I Cole needs to go back and watch Evil Dead Rise. That's what I think. All right, right now I'll, I'll watch right it right now. for you, and then we'll, we'll we'll see. Yeah, yeah. You you can be the. Um, I guess the fourth it's on opinion Max. here. It, it is. is. It's not- Just dropped. <laughs> I didn't even open my Blu-ray yet because I got it on uh, 4K and it's sealed, but nice. I did watch it in theaters, so I'll have to check it out. Maybe oh, I'll watch yeah. 80 for Brady after that. Did you guys see that? Oh, oh god, don't, mm-hmm. do that. <laughs> no. don't do that to yourself, please. I
3: am not a Tom Brady person. So oh, am... <laughs> man.
0: Well, great catching up with you all. We'll uh, be back hopefully soon in the next uh, week or two here with the, with the new episode. But thanks for sticking with us, guys.